Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this Radio. is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jackson, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Chris Bishop, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this Radio. is Naomi Somm, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue. And we love AVA Live Radio. Welcome to AVA Live Radio, everyone. This is your host, Jacqueline Jacks, with episode number 569 of Behind the Music, where you get to hear the perspective of the indie artist. All right, let's get into a song for you. This is Exorcismo. It's such a cool play on words. You're going to love the song by La Ombra de Marti. I'll be right back with the interview. Y en la agonía go 
What a great song. What a great sound. Exorcismo by La Ombra de Marti. Please welcome Joey, Manuel, and Peter to the broadcast. Yeah. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hello, Hi. everyone. <laughs> it's awesome to have you guys here. So you're in Puerto Rico. Interesting. I like yeah. it. I can tell by all the colors. You've got all that. You've got a cool studio, I have to say. And did you take the pictures with a GoPro camera by any chance? That's correct. <laughs> the, the, How did I know the that? picture that you are that you're having, uh, we took it with a GoPro Hero Three, and yeah, we that. passed that out to our photographer Tanya. Uh, shout out to Tanya, we love you, <laughs> <laughs> and she made her magic happen. Nice. I love GoPros for that reason. I think GoPros and bands go hand in hand, and I don't talk about that enough. And the reason is because the perspective of the GoPro is so different. And it looks more, I don't, it looks visually, right? Yeah, it looks cool the way it blows up certain images and rounds it. And I just, I love it for band, you know, for, for rehearsals. But you guys have a neat studio also because you've got a lot of color and all kinds of things going on in it. So that makes a huge difference. Thank you. Thank you. That's our, uh, that's our home studio. Oh, go ahead. That's your home studio? That's awesome. Got to have one. Yep. (laughs) How do they like the drums next door? <laughs> Can they hear you? No, uh, no, because basically uh, what I, what I was gonna say uh, that's uh, our, we say home studio, but we were referring that that's our that's our base, that's our, base that's our base, our base, our base place in terms of that that studio is called Crossroad Music in Puerto Rico. It's owned by uh, uh, Victor, or we dearly call him Don Victor, uh, and we practice there all weeks. And he calls us his home band as well. And you see the Rico flag in the in the in one corner, uh, El Che Guevara flag on the other. It's kind of cozy and represents a lot of our culture, I guess. Yeah, yes, we yeah. can call us our humble beginning. We actually start to get big. So exactly. Get your humble beginning. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's awesome. It's awesome. If the acoustics work and you feel comfortable there, that's the most important thing at the end of the day. Because you can't make good music right. without. You know, hearing that playback and understanding where your sound is going, right? Especially when you're singing. That's really important to a singer. Tell me about yeah. when you guys came together. How long has it been? 
Well, we've been like like four years together uh, as a band, and we started the project. Uh, uh, with, I started the project with Joey, Joey, and Emmanuel is the one that's talking right now. Guilty of charge, <laughs> and and we started uh, like like a like a side project, and then and then it became huge here, and and we decided to to get the full band, and and we we started rolling, and we haven't stopped. <laughs> That's awesome. Very exciting. And I'm so glad you did it. Now, you're reliant, obviously, on social media to get the word out because you were telling me that it's not really it's not really like the local music. So you're not really embraced where you are. Yeah. um, To tell you the truth, um, in Puerto Rico, we have a lot of of rock fans, uh, but incredibly, the music that is played on the mainstream and in the radio is not rock. It's either reggaeton, trap, or Latin trap, salsa. I mean, what it sells, and I understand where they come from. You want to sell your your commercials, so you have to put music in the radio that the normal, typical public will listen to. But in Puerto Rico, there is a lot of rock fans. Um, However, the indie bands and the rock outfits of Puerto Rico don't get that type of recognition for some reason. We can't really figure out why. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. I'm I'm not as familiar with Puerto Rican um, music scene and what's going on there, but I would have to say like if they're, if they're kind of like old school and into more of the roots than in the traditions, then that's the same as what's happening in Italy. You know, they do the same thing. They don't really support the upcoming artists. They they still are really entrenched in the in the 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 old style music that they're used to and that they like. And that's true. Yeah. And also, okay, go ahead, Emma. No, no, go ahead. That that's true. Uh, and specifically, um, talking about the produ- the producers uh, or the people who put the money into the programs, they are scared of trying new things. They don't try mm-hmm. something new if they prove it's, it's money worthy. For example, they did not pay attention to, to reggaeton or to trap music until they saw that they were starting to sell stadiums in Puerto Rico alone by themselves. When they saw that, that's when they said, okay, this music, we're going to start marketing on our radio stations because it sells itself. But they don't jump into the boat if they don't see the boat is already getting sold. Yeah, it's floating. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah that, that's a that's a big um, a big barrier. But at the same time, uh, we're very lucky that uh, from all the the platforms uh, we've been heard in in Mexico, in Colombia. In in all Latin America, in in the United States, and in in England, Joey, can you name more more places that we that well, we yeah, can And our music, uh, thank God, our music has been uh, embraced a lot by Mexican people, uh, by uh, Argentinians, like a lot of South American friends. Uh, people write to us a lot. They usually the biggest message we get is that it is incredible for them that in Puerto Rico we do this type of music because usually they think about Caribbean music, they think about salsa and reggaeton and whatnot, 
And when mm-hmm. they see our outfit playing this music, it's like, you actually do that music in Puerto Rico and you sound world class. Like, you could do this anywhere. And, and you know, that's gratifying for us. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. part of the, of the rebels trying to break a cycle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. I mean, your music production and and the songs are wonderful. I also love the fact that you guys, you know, we get a lot of artists that come through and you went out of your way to write stories and tell us so much background and history and, and how you felt when we did the pre-interview. That's a huge difference. Now, if you give that kind of push and that kind of attention to your marketing strategies as well and the, the, the time that you put into your social media pages and the, the thought process of telling the stories in different ways, then you're going to be winning on social and just keep bringing in more audience to you as you, you know, like the more we expose. So in other words, when I put an artist on the show and they get like all of this attention, many times people will go and seek them out on social media pages. And when they go to their social pages, if the social pages are lacking, then you don't see the fan translate into being a social follower. And that's what, why I do those videos, why I do the marketing videos, because if I can get as many artists as, as that are with us to embrace social media more and really take care in developing community on your social pages, then every single person that comes to you as a result of our social spins is going to stick and become a part of your community. You see? So like it kind of trickles yeah. down from there. It's really important. So much more than you'd ever think. Yeah, you're very right. And, and, and we're very grateful to be on this show so, thank you. Well, I'm glad Go to ahead. have you here. <laughs> What's your favorite um, social media okay. page so far? Where do you like to be? Who's going to answer? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> what was the question? Where, where, where do you guys love to be on social media? Like I noticed you have your Instagram page, your Facebook, you know, you're kind of like starting to gain traction on, on all of the ones that you're on, but where do you love to be? Like, what's your favorite? Oh, goodness. Dropped off. So we're going to wait for them to connect back in from Puerto Rico. That's the thing. They're probably not hearing us, but we'll start that question again in just a second, guys. You know, the, um, what we talk about on social media is really, really important. If you haven't joined our group page, you want to be part of that conversation and you are on Facebook. Um, not only is the conversation going on in comments underneath our YouTube channel, but it also is going on on our group page for AVA Live Radio. We talk a lot about the culture and the community of social media and what it brings to the artists. Hey, guys, you're back. Yeah, Hi there. We're back. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, it happened. Hi, something must have happened, but it's okay. Technical difficulties tend to happen. How yeah, you doing? it does. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, so, so what was the question again? The question was, what page, what social media page do you like the best and why so far? Well, so far the page that we've been using most often is would be Facebook and Instagram. Although we've been trying to reinforce more on Twitter, you know, we're working on that. But so far You're our main to go across. You know, 
Yeah, That's I'm trying good. to do the whole hashtag and get, you know, up to date with that. Because, you know, it's so important for us, you know, all the artists to get up to date with us because it's the new movement. It's the new way for all the artists to get known. Social media is the new thing. So it's not like in the old days where it would be like um, local things, you know, yeah. buy favorites, you know, and do radio talks only and stuff like that. But, you know, we've yeah. been modernizing and we have to get modernized. And this is the only, this is like the best way we can. It is. You've got to be where the audience is. And the audience is all in their mobile right. phones and on these apps. So you, I, I always call it like catch the wave, right? Like go with the wave. Yeah, so right. wherever the wave is going and wherever you can, you can be in a new wave is always awesome. So it is time consuming, but if you like social media and you like to hear back and get that feedback from the fans, then it is kind of fun, you know? I mean, I really enjoy oh, it. That's probably why I do well. It's really fun, and it's really rewarding whenever we get to have people that just provide us even the smallest glimpse of feedback, saying like, hey, guys, I really like your stuff, you know, your music. Even the smallest message usually just fills us up, and it's yeah. so great. This is like, that's one of the reasons, like, we just enjoy what we do. Just come back Isn't to that the truth? and influence a lot of people. Hmm? Yeah. Isn't that the truth? It is. When you enjoy oh, yeah, something, yeah. it's like the music. You make great music because you love it. One of the most gratifying experiences that uh, me and Joey uh, have had before was one person telling me that one of our songs spoke to him in a very specific time of his life, that he made that song his. Like, literally, he related to it. Yeah. His life song. Yeah, his, song. Li- his life song. And just that, like, it worth all the hours and times and money that we have put on it, that worth it. If that happens, and if it's the only thing that happens, we'll take that and we go with that. If something more happens, we will be happy to get that as well. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, that's the best. It really is. It's the best when you hear back. I'm appreciative of every single comment still to this day. And I think that's the only thing that feeds my fuel. And I'm sure that it helps you guys too. You know, although you're making music is so rewarding in its own, right? But then when you when you put it out there and you distribute it, and then you start to hear back from people, it must just feel like, well, I mean, I've experienced it myself, It, it feels like this most amazing worthwhile thing that you did like you're you're taking advantage of a gift that you've been given and and you're able to communicate with people and make them feel better you know at that one point in time it's really wonderful It's like, God, this feels so good. So I feel safe. You know, I can totally relate to that because I love them. I think I would have them for dinner. Funny thing is that the skinny guy said that. Not the five The skinny guy said that. I'm the skinny guy that can afford to eat a lot, you know, and I'm so young. I'm so under 150. Oh, I can afford it. Dude, that hurts. Come on. Oh, that's funny. All right. So I'm going to have my skinny guy taco tonight. <laughs> I'll, 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 create, I'll create an Instagram story about the skinny guy taco. That's so funny. The, um, you know, you guys told me in the pre-interview, no excuses, no waiting on anyone. Just go, just do it and, and take advantage of, of the technology. 
Tell me about that passion for that kind of inspiring attitude, because it's over time. Do you ever feel like you lose the zest or do you guys keep each other going? We keep each other going, but to tell you the truth, uh, we have had lineup changes. And that was exactly what I was referring when people get lazy or when people just get negative and they don't want to do things. Um, you, it's not that you fire them and that you just go ahead with your life. It's not that because I, we didn't fire anyone. The thing is that people uh, that have been with us before, they are great persons, great personalities and stuff, but they did not have the drive to go on because of the sacrifices we have been through. Uh, mm-hmm. And you are not willing to do the sacrifices, but you are eager to get the prize. It doesn't work for us. Uh, so basically the lineup changed. We have new blood in, in our band. Uh, Peter is one of them. He's one of the coolest guy I've met in all my life. Skinny Guy Taco. Uh, yeah, Skinny Guy Taco. He is, uh, he, I, I treat him like my <laughs> little brother, I guess. Um, the drummer is a new, is new as well. Uh, AJ Zivera, uh, he's a great drummer, great musician overall. He plays uh, like three or four instruments. Plus he's a producer. Um, the bassist, the bass player, Ilmari Sepulveda, that's the only girl in the band. Uh, people love her. Like having just a, a girl in the band, she is really talented. But when they saw like a female face in the band, they were like, oh, this is cool. You have a female in the band. That's pretty cool for us as well. It is. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. I love that, too. I think it's awesome. It is different. Okay, but in in terms of not deviating from from the question, we have gone through a lot as a band. We have sweat. We have cried. Emmanuel and I have literally cried about things that have happened before to us. Aww. And we only had two alternatives. We could leave it where we where we were, but we had so much to say still that we just went through it. Uh, the second album, the 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 song from where Exorcismo is on. Basically, we did it ourselves with the help of our ex drummer, and it was really hard to do, but we we came through it. And now that we have a full band, we're just pumped up enough to keep going twenty more years. Oh, that's awesome. Really is. And you know what? I'm I'm really hoping that with this partnership between you and I, that we can get your social media pages booming on community. I think that I think one, you guys could have a cult following. And I, I'm just starting to talk a lot about this lately again, because bands that are very specific in genre and that are very different. And and you guys actually have really good timing right now because this is actually this is a popular trending style that you have. You know, people want more of what you've got. So we've got to get you into this trend and into this this flux. Now you said that you were already getting um, traction in a lot of of countries around the world, right? So you're or is that through Spotify that you're seeing those numbers, or where are you seeing those numbers? Okay, we started uh, first uh, in SoundCloud. Um, back then, when we started, Spotify was not that big yet. And in order to get the things to Spotify, we needed to go through CD Baby or to TuneCore or to other uh, publishing house, which is great, but we were not prepared to do that as Emmanuel and I were the first and, and only ones in the band at the moment. So we didn't have the time or the money to do that. So we went directly to SoundCloud 
And somehow that SoundCloud link got to a person in Mexico who owns uh, an internet radio show as well. And the person got really interested. So she started um, like showing off to people there. People started writing to us. And it kind of formed a movement there, a wave. And that was one of the main purposes that Emmanuel and I said, like, probably this is going to happen, so let's get let's start and get the band. Uh, ironically, in Puerto Rico back then, nobody listened to us. But when they saw the reaction from outer places, uh, they kind of got attention, they put, put attention to it. And they listened and they liked it and then they started to listen to us. So, yeah, somehow it created a trend. Yeah, that's awesome. It's well, I mean, your music right now is is actually a style that is trending on Spotify. And the reason why is because certain countries have just gotten a ban lifted on them where they can stream practically for free. It costs them like nothing to stream. So it's been it's improving this sector. You know, and so that's why I think it's really important to take advantage of this moment in time because you never know how long that's going to last. And there's not enough music. Like, what are the number one? I mean, if you look at look at the charts and see what the number the, the top 100s are right now, and look at who those artists are and and see what they're making and what they're creating, and you'll see that there are different trends in the music. You know, I mean, yeah. aside from the fact that Spotify is not nearly paying enough, right, for the the things to be streamed there. For you guys, it's, there's a benefit to being streamed there because once you do reach the audience, if this is where they want to consume their music, you have to be there, you know, aside mm-hmm. from the money. Because you can build brands and build merchandising around yourself easily that will make up way more money than 99 cents a download, you know, would ever have done with when you have less than a million followers. But say you got that million followers like overnight, like I have a couple of bands that are trending in like Asian countries right now, and they don't have any merchandise to be able to sell over there. Like they... They literally don't know how, and I'm trying to show them how to set up merchandising so that they can create it and have it drop shipped right there where they have their following because they don't have the following in the U.S. They have all the following in another country, you know, there's there's the emotions you have to pay attention to. What is your feeling on it? it, That's a great question. In Puerto Rico, I don't know if you knew if you know that uh, back in October, we were hit by a big Hurricane Maria. Yes, yes. I'm so sorry about that, too. How are you guys? How is, every, is uh, everything are, coming back or no? Uh, well, we're still in the process. and Well, I, I say it keeps coming back in a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it happens. It, it, it's going to be a long process. But what I'm trying to get with this is that we originally, when we released this EP, it was in the same week that Maria passed through us. Uh, the, oh, my goodness. The original, yes, the original release was planned to be bigger. It was planned to be with CD release shows and with bands on it, and Maria kind of took everything from it. So we revived this release right now on 2018, uh, on January, let's say. Mm-hmm. And in terms of selling merchandise and selling the physical CDs, it has been really hard, and I'm going to tell you why. The U.S. Postal Service 
was not really working uh, that great uh, in the disaster. Oh, my they gosh. Were, yes, you're so right. Yes, they were oh, overloaded wow. with, with, with first supplies, which I get. I mean, you ain't going to sell CDs or you ain't going to deliver a CD to a house if they need water. So that's, that's, you know, that's our main concern. We, you need to get that to, to the houses. So we, don't, we, are, we ain't going to put them on the, on the position of selling merchandise that people don't need for first aid stuff. But mm-hmm. we had to resort to FedEx or to UPS, which cost a lot. So when we were sending T-shirts outside and, and CDs, for example, a CD only costs $10, but if I was going to send a CD to, let's say, U.S., the only sending it through FedEx was $16. So $16 additional. Exactly, $16 additional to the CD. So people were buying it because they want to, to support us for real, not matter the, the money. But how do you say to a person the CD is going to cost $10 per Sixteen dollars. I mean, that's not affordable. And, and on top of that, we also had the situation where the postal service was like, you know, it wasn't really reliable at the time, and it's still having a lot of hardships because a lot of the stuff that we uh, we've been receiving or sending out of the U.S. sometimes they've they've disappeared. Like, yeah, they, they, we they, had that issue. Like they literally disappear, or they arrive like um, let's say two or three months afterwards the anticipated arrival time. So it's been really challenging for us. Um, to be able to send our product to other people who've been supporting us from, you know, from the U.S., from Central America or South America. And as you said, you know, sending our product abroad from our, from, from our island, from where we live. Yeah, we're in Iceland. You know, it's very costly and it really, really sucks that we'd have to send our product and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we didn't get what you mentioned to us. And it's like a letdown because we feel like we're letting them down, although it's not our fault. And, you know, that situation well, with the Hurricane Maria was such a setback to us, like, really, really I bad. Know. You know, I it I don't even know why it slipped my mind because I followed that for at least two months after it initially happened. And, you know, so we're, we're six months out from you guys. You still have a lot of people without power. You've got a lot of a lot of things that you're facing there. There's even like a almost a mass exodus of people that are leaving Puerto yeah. Rico. Right. And then there's some coming yeah. in to rebuild. Because of the yes, structure, I remember. Uh, I, I I keep I try to keep up with it, the news, but you know that in the U.S. there's so much going on. Like there's so many tragic things happening every day that it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. We're just like infiltrated over here in this country <laughs> with with we, just terrorism and all kinds of stuff. I know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we have. My, my wife and I uh, have been. I mean, we have. We we have a three-year-old boy, and oh, you do. It's, our, it's our first child. It's our first, and we are in love with that kid. That kid changed our life. Um, <laughs> but seeing all those news and having a kid in this world makes you think: like, to we to what planet or to what world did I bring my kid to? Like, why did I yeah. make him this? Oh, well, because you're, I know it's scary, but you're a wonderful person and you have, you, you were gifted because you were there, you're there to teach, you're there to teach him something. That's why he's here. You know, he's here to learn from you. So no matter what's going on around you, you just have to be smart and innovative and keep him safe. Right. 
and make sure that you're here to teach him what he's here to learn. You know, we're all here to learn something. And, you know, when you find out what that is, that's what makes you most happy and most passionate about your life. So that's, that's your job, right? That's your job right now. Correct. The, um, you know, there are, there are also addressing your um, concerns for getting CDs. If you're actually selling CDs, which is, is, is wonderful because that means you're developing a cult following you can find drop shippers that will manufacture the CD to order and send them to wherever they need to go. And in, in your case, you might have to get two, one that serves the U.S. and one that serves, you know, international purchasers, depending on where you're seeing those CDs being purchased. I would, but you don't, I would you don't have to manufacture to them. You could do them that way. Yeah, you could do it with T-shirts. You can do it with your merchandise. There's a lot of ways to do it. It just depends on where you figure your sales are going to be. And you literally load the designs up and then they manufacture according to the order. And when you get bigger, then you find other ways to cut down on costs. But for right now, it's great. It's more important to get the product into the hands of the consumer than it is to make the most money you can on each product. You see what I mean? It's better to get it there in two days and make sure that they're fulfilled and they, they are you know, the super fan that's yeah. getting what they need from you. That's the most yeah. important thing. And with the, specifically with the T-shirts, we found a, uh, a way in Mexico uh, for the people that were wanting to buy the T-shirt from Mexico. Uh, I found uh, a factory that does it, and they just asked us to send us the details and the logos and the designs. And they went, they they basically construct the T-shirt and they send them to them. So and it arrived like in two days for them. If I will have done it from Puerto Rico, the shipping cost was gonna be way too high and the time of arrival was going to be too long so people were going to be disappointed of the of the process right. instead of loving the t-shirt they were going to be like hey i pay for this and you send it to me like in two months so yeah it doesn't work yeah yeah no there have been a few of the artists actually have been using those manufacturers in mexico so that's really good news you'll have to send me an email with the with the name of them and we'll send them some business too because we have we have like lists of these things now going on so that you guys can access the resources you know for online sites to make their different things and even if you do need to get product to asia there's all kinds of different um resources that we have in the office that can help you. The, we would love to be part of that list to, to, to see because we need those services. Yeah, right? No kidding. Absolutely. They're so helpful. And I think it's it's really important for every band to have merchandise because that's where you're going to start to make money to recoup the funds to keep the band going. And when you get those really awesome uh, people, when they hear a song and they get really excited, that's when they purchase. So to have things at that moment from the very beginning, I think is really important. Also, with what's going on in Puerto Rico, have you guys given any thought into like crowdfunding your music in order to give back to rebuild your community? Have you looked into anything like that or maybe joining forces with somebody who's already doing that? Because if you could start a movement or join a movement that's already happening to keep what's going on in Puerto Rico in the, okay. in the eye line of people. And also use the fact that you're a music band that is still in Puerto Rico. You're staying there, you're weathering this rebuild and you want to be part of it, you know, maybe by um, setting up, 
times when you can play for, you know, for the locals or, you know, even like finding ways that you can raise funds to bring in supplies or raise funds to support people locally, like go to your local business. And, and if they're really suffering, you know, then you, you literally bring business there that day. And in little ways, anything that you can do mm-hmm. to try and encourage the, the notification of what's happening in Puerto Rico, as well as build the community, it would help you in two ways. It's going to help you rebuild your community, which is a big thing. And it's going to help you get your band's name out there. Let me tell you a little story yeah. about Chance the Rapper. The reason why Chance All the right. Rapper, a long story short, became a really big, well-known person pretty much kind of overnight is because he used to take his money and he used to buy blankets for the people that were homeless on the street in his hometown. And he used to go and literally put the blankets on them. And that's what he used to, his whole program was about. It was about giving back and taking care of your local people as much as he could. That's how he grew. So when people saw him doing that on social media, they really got behind it. And as a result, Mm -hmm. you know, they found out about his music. It was just, it kind of went along with it. It was like, oh my gosh, look at this amazing guy. He creates music. He's a musician, but he understands what it's like to be homeless and make sure that people care about that. You know, even if it's about bringing blankets to them and making sure. Now, I am sure in Puerto Rico, you've got a lot of really bad situations because I've heard everything from people can't get medications. They're sick. They don't have anyone to look out for them. They don't have any transportation to get things. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of programs that need to serve your people there. And you could maybe find a way to incorporate fundraising as as a means to, you know, to do a movement, you know, not so that you guys can necessarily capitalize on the money because all the money would go into rebuilding Puerto Rico and helping people, but you would get such a great name for it. And I know that it's in your heart to help your community. So it would probably work hand in hand with everything that you're doing. I think it's a, you know, I believe it's an excellent idea. Actually, um, us personally, we haven't made our own fundraiser per se under the band's name, but we've been participant of many other local shows that occurred um, that were 100%, all of 100% of the winnings were um, going to people who've been, you know, in during the disaster for those who have been um, damnified to put it in perspective. And we were basically participants, but unfortunately due to our circumstances at the moment, we weren't um, able to make our own. Although it was an idea that was brought onto the table by, you know, me specifically, who wanted to, um, uh, based on the second CD, I just wanted to like make enough funds out of it so we can just send it to, just give it a hundred percent, you know, as a charity case so we can give it mm-hmm. to them. But I believe it's a magnificent idea to do local shows and help them out, especially in this time of need. Cause even though it's been about, um, say it's been about how long, five months or four months, um, I've been about six months after the hurricane. That's yeah. right. We still have a lot of people in need, you know, the metropolitan area is, st- it's going on, you know, it's coming, it's coming back. But um, yeah. the countryside, the west side and the east side, there's a lot of people who are still in need, and get and to get them those resources sometimes has been really challenging for them. A lot of them have lost. A lot of them have lost their homes, lost their jobs. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, we've and we've we've had help. You know, I can't say we haven't had any single help from the states or anything, but you know, it takes time. 
And sometimes mm-hmm. these people can't really afford to be waiting, especially on medication, food. No, so, I know. Yeah, a lot and, of people you know, it's, it's, seem, It could uh, even just be the, the small things that you do. I mean, you've got 11% still out of power, it looks like. You've got yeah. people that are having to leave and get people out of there because of, of medical reasons and all kinds of things. I mean, just looking up, there's Puerto Rican um, bankrupts bankruptcies in the businesses there's vogue yeah. is stepping in trying to help you know women from vogue are trying to go in and um and support the community and rebuild there's a lot of stars in the news that are going over there all mm-hmm. the time and helping yeah. on these things so you could easily get involved with something already happening as a movement and see how you can help or you could start a crowdfund in addition and and do like one t-shirt that's got your name on it and it has to do with save, you know, help us rebuild Puerto Rico. And then you now have something that not introduces your, not only introduces your band to a wider audience all over the world, but allows you to like live stream delivering the funds somewhere, whether it be for a certain charity that you know is on the ground helping, or it's you Mm -hmm. physically going there with the things that you said you're going to bring to a certain place. And, and do it. Those things all help. And I think that it's, a, it's not just for capitalizing on building your structure, but also helping your local community. I think it's so important for every single musician to do that, no oh, matter what. You never know. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah. It might naturally just manage to go that way. Tell me about the um, the new release that you just did. Now, is, is Exorcismo, is that part of an EP? Um, yes. Uh, that's, uh, Exorcismo is, is part of, uh, of uh, an EP that is called Las Dos Caras de la Moneda. And that's in Spanish, of course. Uh, the meaning of that in Spanish comes from a saying that uh, basically the people say that each story has more than one perspective. Uh, if, for example, if you break up with someone, uh, you will have your part of the story, but the other person will also have her part or, or I mean, uh, her perspective. So in Puerto Rico, we just, instead of saying a lot of perspective, we say that's uh, the two sides. The, the two sides of each coin. Yeah, but basically, we're trying to say that usually when we have a situation and it's like instead of saying, oh, we got to hear their story, we always say, like, well, you got to look at the other side of the coin. Exactly. Exactly. That's literally the literal meaning of it. Uh, the EP was originally going to be a full album titled that way. It, it was going to have 12 to 14 songs, but uh, since back then, Emmanuel and I were the only ones providing money to the van to be able to record it, it was really challenging to do 12 to 14 songs in the studio because it costed a lot of money. So mm-hmm. we decided to divide divide the album in two smaller EPs. So we set the first EP to be called La Cara. La Cara will be the same as saying the head of, of, of a coin in, in the U.S. Well, La Cara is basically part one of Las Dos Caras de la Moneda. Basically, it has... Exactly, and part two of the EP, or part two of the album, which will be the second EP, will going to be called uh, La Cruz, and that will be the, the tales, you know, the tales of the of the coins. Exactly. I don't know if you get where we're going to with it. 
<laughs> I do. I do. I think, I think it's great. You guys have, you know, listen, your music just speaks volumes. It really does. I, I've enjoyed listening to your music. And I think that it's amazing to me that you are coming, not only keeping your band together in Puerto Rico, but that you're coming out with this wonderful music, you know, uplifting and, and just really good quality music considering what's happening. I, I, you made me forget what was happening in Puerto Rico. How about that? <laughs> Think about that, well, right? That, that's like, cool. I mean, that's the point. We're trying to make yeah. people feel better about the situations. I heard the music and I just didn't feel suffering. I didn't feel like anything was going on. So it didn't even occur to me that that was so close to that devastating event, you know, and yes, that's, that's a, that's a big deal. I think that's a really good accomplishment. Anyway, it's so good to see you guys still together and, and really making it through this, this moment in time and coming out with just this wonderful music. Your band is intact. You have a place to play. You know, you're, you're really, you're doing so, so well. I think you're ahead of the game right now, considering what you've been through. So it's very, very good to have you here. Thanks for being on the show Thanks with me. Thanks, Jacqueline. Yeah. Thanks a lot for your, for the exposure and for the help. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time and thank you for um, providing us and giving us more insight and more ideas on what to work on. We'll definitely take those into account and we'll we'll see them through. We're going to take them all the way Clearly. to the next level. Okay? <laughs> yes. Yes. And there's a lot of ideas. So don't be under pressure to do them all at once. That was Lobra de Marti. They're so wonderful. Really, really nice group of people. And I love the music that they're playing and they're making. I think, I think they're in a great position. Don't you guys? I mean, anybody that's on, that's listening to the show right now that knows about music trends and what's happening in music right now, having this, this wonderful production coming out of a band that's in Puerto Rico that has stayed together and is moving forward and forging this music out into the U.S. and out into the different markets through the distribution of Spotify and iTunes and, you know, everything else. I think that they're in a great position because there's a lot of story there to be told. I'd love to see them um, embracing photography and making what is happening in Puerto Rico as they rebuild part of their platforms. And I know they're still listening, but just an idea for social media marketing um, tell a story beyond just your music, like create, create little mini videos that show off video and photography with really amazing filters, kind of like painting the picture, like maybe a sunrise over a broken area and, you know, signifying the fact that it is going to be rebuilt and promote the rebuild, promote the education of what's happening in Puerto Rico and play your music on the video those type of things, time lapses of um, watching things occurring or things happening, sunsets, sunrises, all kinds of things to, to celebrate the beauty of Puerto Rico. Since they're there, they have all of this available. I'd like to see that reflected in the social media pages. I'd like to see them helping and, and you know, planting and, you know, just doing things to bring a rise to what is going on locally. I think that's going to be the most interesting for their fans and the most helpful to the band platforms. And those of you that are listening, don't forget that the wave in social media and the algorithms are all monitored. So they're, they're going towards authentic, the most authentic. They want authentic behavior. They want authentic storytelling. They don't want 
to, they want to rid the platforms of all the advertisers and all the ads. So in a way that's bad for businesses, but it's really great for artists because now where you felt that you had to compete, you're going to be in a less competitive space if you don't try to be an advertiser and you try to be a storyteller of what's happening with you and your story and your local culture and your area. Embrace that as much as you can and you will attract what is rightfully yours, people who agree with you and that are on board with your message and your, you know, your message and, and reason for doing it and your journey. Those are, that's how you attract people on social media. Hope that helps, guys. I'm going to be on uh, YouTube later on today. And thank you so much to all the artists that support this programming and bring their stories to AVA Live Radio. We so appreciate you, and we just love our community. You guys are amazing. I will catch you again tomorrow. Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jackson. I love AVA Live Radio. Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live this Radio. This is Chris and I love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Naomi Thumb, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue, and we love AVA. Live Radio.